0: hi hi in hawaii come to you from misty mountain studio sitting at 2440 feet above sea level on this big rock in the middle of the pacific just outside a volcano in the puna district of the big island of hawaii Lord, bless this planet, every living thing on it. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Thank you for downloading the podcast. We're obviously trying to get to 10,000 downloads. That's our goal. So please tell a friend and keep coming back for more because we'll we'll try to keep putting them out every week. (coughs) That is the goal. (coughs) Rosin versus resin. Rosin versus resin. Uh, That's the name of the episode. I'm just having a little fun. I'm uh, feeling really good this morning. Welcome to High in Hawaii. As we always like to tell you, we're high on life, high on the mountain, and high on cannabis. This podcast is meant to be a form of entertainment and escape, while at the same time being informative about cannabis products, methods of consumption, and the newest things that are happening. If you're new, well, welcome. Aloha. Howdy. Kick back with your strain of choice and your something to sip on and enjoy the stories and the tunes we're going to lay down for you. Rosin versus resin. We're going to clear some things up for you. Wise words. I like the wise words this week. Pause for cause songs. That's the chance for us to take a break together and learning as I grow, an interview with a master grower, O.G. Dan. You're going to like this. It's good. This episode brought to you under the influence of Tangy Wax, coming in at 90% total THC and cannabinoids. 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 Let's make up our mind. I hear it all the time, different ways. I know tomato, tomato. I don't say tomato. I'm just saying I don't. I never have. Big thanks to Sam, Justin, Cole, Koa, Stephen, Alfred, Brandon, Natalia, Alea, Mike, Danny, Miss Gwen, of course, the famous Miss Gwen. All of you, thank you for your help and your support. Always appreciated. Much mahalos to you. And much mahalos to the Irie Smoke Shop right next door to the Hilo Big Store. Irie's where I go for my cleaning supplies, my screens, my papers, and all that kind of stuff. I call it a head shop, but the official title is the Irie Smoke Shop. Thanks to Dylan and his crew for letting me leave the crutches there. Appreciate that. It's always nice to have a place to sort of promote the place, was, uh, support the podcast. And I always like to support the places that I go. So shout out to them. Shout out to the Tuck Tuck food truck went yesterday. Thanks, Cole and Fern. Food was awesome. I got that Thai. Uh, what, what did I get? What did I, get? I got the Pad Thai chicken, Pad Thai chicken. And I get that mild because uh, I just can't do hot stuff too much but anyway 420 time let's get token let's do what we do let's fire it up you got urine I got mines so let's get lifted Uh, some new videos that we posted this week on the YouTube dehydration closet day one and then we went back and did another dehydration closet day two through four and you can see how that worked out uh, in the uh, in those videos on the YouTube channel which of course if you don't know how to find our YouTube channel it's very simple it's at the top of our website all the links to all the stuff is at the top of the website. The Facebook link... Let's see, what else is there? The in-link, that in-link doesn't take you to LinkedIn. I know it looks like LinkedIn, but what it takes you to is the store. And I'm going in this weekend and making some new shirts. And we're going to, somehow I'm going to lower the prices because the prices are too high. I don't know why they got that high. Anyway, uh, I know why. It's because it has lettering and, and stuff on the back. So I'm just going to put stuff on the front in the next next run of shirts. And that way those shirts will be cheaper. But, uh, yeah, so you can find the LinkedIn button, which doesn't go to LinkedIn. It takes you to the swag store. It takes you in the store. So do that. Uh, What else is linked there? The YouTube link is there. Um, It also has a link back to the same site. I don't know why it does that, but anyway, it does. So check out the website if you want to find the YouTube channel. Now, the one thing about the YouTube channel is everything, and I try to, everything I post, I'm supposed to try to post anyway, over 18 or older. 18 or older, so that means you got to subscribe, and I know that's a drag, but it doesn't take but like five seconds to subscribe, and then when you subscribe, you just click a button, that's all you do, and that just lets them know that you're able and age, and you're wanting to see the videos, because it has flour, and it it has smoke, and it it has everything that we're doing here with me with the uh, Unicorn Luca, (coughs) getting enjoying this resin. Let's talk rosin versus resin, okay? It's um it's a weird subject sometimes for people that don't know what we're talking about.
1: <coughs>
0: for instance, that black tarry resin in the bottom of your pipe or in your one hitter. Yes, that is resin, but that's spent. It's There's not much in it. And I know what you, I know, I know, I've smoked it too. It has small amounts of cannabinoids in it, okay? Most of them have burned up when it was smoked originally. From the heat, it's gone.
1: <clears throat>
0: that's why you may notice a headache. After smoking spent resin or roach weed, even. That's not to say there's not any THC left in the roach, but the reason that it may seem stronger is because of that resin that has formed on there. That resin is spent, okay? You couldn't put that in a dab rig and get nothing out of it. It's just a bad taste, is all you're gonna get. A, a really bad taste. So why is the road stronger than the rest of the joint? Well, maybe it is, and then again, maybe it's not. Like I said, most of the cannabinoids have burned out. And the spent rosin is just making it seem more harsh, maybe giving a false effect of being stronger or more potent because you're coughing more. So it's not necessarily the case. And, you know, maybe that coughing itself, opening up the... <coughs> <coughs> the capillaries, capillaries, right? Mm-hmm. When the capillaries open, the blood flows more. The THC goes through your system more. Make sense? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it could just be my stoned thinking. I don't know. <laughs> but it's not any stronger, okay? The joint just seems stronger at the end. And I know, trust me, I've saved roach weed. I used to save my roach is bigger, so I would have more weed to do, and 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 then you can tell like this weed is still as potent, but it's got that weird taste now, and now I'm getting a headache from it, you know. So, I was online one day, and uh, I was asking somebody. I was doing a live YouTube video thing. If they had ever tried dabs, because they were rolling a blunt. And he said, oh, no, I don't do dabs. I tried smoking resin from a pipe. I didn't like it. Well, that's not the same thing. It's not even close. And and to confuse you a little bit, we're going to sort of change the way we're talking about resin and rosin for a few minutes. Let's talk about live resin and live rosin. Okay, because that's normally what you're buying, especially if it's in the cooler, all right? And if you keep it in the cooler, you know, or the fridge, whatever. Um, When making live resin, they use a solvent. And the solvent separates the cannabinoids and the terpenes from the plant. Now, the most common solvents are hydrocarbon. Like butane or propane. BHO or PHO. Once the cannabis is processed, the material is then purged of any leftover solvents. And it's prepped for weighing and packaging. Live resin can take many forms. And a few of the favorites are sugars, the sauce, the batter, the butter, the shatter. But it's not just limited to those. Usually come in with a um, a golden color. Really, you know, looks pretty in a picture, actually. Enticing. <laughs> Tasty, if you will. Live rosin is like the next step for making normal rosin, which is what I make in this press, which you can see in the video. The rosin press is... Uh, A heated press that we squish the buds and make the rosin. I was moving that, so that's why there's a pause there. Um, Basically, just take dried material, and you use heat and pressure, and extract the concentrate. And then you can smoke it, or dab it, or whatever you want to do. I'm still learning how to use mine. I'm, I'm learning the consistency of what needs to go in the micro bags and also the temperature changing because sometimes it over overcooks and it gets a, a bad taste. So I'm, I'm still learning how to do mine. And, and there's a big process that goes on, obviously with the dispensaries that they've got fancy machines and stuff. So it's just much more convenient to get it there <laughs> than it is to spend I don't know, two hours making dabs and you get a gram. It's it's a small rosin press, don't get me wrong. It works though. I'm just I'm still learning how to use it. But that's a different thing than the process that takes place for live rosin. That's done with no solvents, like the live resin we were talking about. They use the PHO and the BHO to separate the cannabinoids. This doesn't do that. Most rosins Are what they call half melt, meaning there's still some plant matter that burns off when you put it in the banger, as opposed to melting fully. To create a full melt live rosin, you got to create first an ice wax. I know, a whole nother step. By using water and ice to agitate the trichomes off the plant. Now, I've seen this done on video. Collect all the separated material using something like a card, you know, and um, basically allow it to cure or break up the clumps. Spreading the material will help that process to go faster. You can then press this material to create a full melt live rosin. But keep in mind, it's best done when used a high quality of material. Otherwise you fall into that other category where it still has a little bit of plant matter. So one major similarity between live resin and live rosin are the fact that they both use fresh cannabis that is flash frozen and right after harvest. So that's something different than what I'm doing. I'm using dried out buds, which that's what is called for in this press. So normally extracts are made using just the dried cannabis flower and the trim, Sometimes, But remember, what you put in is what you get out. So if you're just using trim, you're just going to get a trim-based result. Now, there's another method that's used when you freeze the trim and then uh, run it through a screening process. You can get the trichomes off of it. I'm not able to do that here because of the temperatures and the humidity. But uh, interesting to see it done in, in other people's uh, set up. so you can google some of that stuff online if you want to find out more and like i said once again that's that freshly frozen produces that type of uh i guess you'd call it a, a save some of the terf- terpene profile and the cannabinoids making it a little bit tastier really i mean the stuff i get from the store is so tasty The stuff i'm making is not that tasty yet so i'm learning i'm figuring it out uh, now, keep in mind that cannabis that gets thawed, it has to be used pretty quickly. You can't just uh, freeze it and thaw it, freeze it and thaw it. I, at least to my knowledge, that's not a good thing to do. So anyway, rosin, resin, resin, or rosin. If it's a tasty dab, then I'm I'm definitely going to get more. <laughs> it's all about the terpene flavors and then that instant orbit mode. I mean, it's really, it's, it's just the new thing. And I'm getting ready to press more fresh flower in the rosin press, and I'll be doing a video on it. And then I'll upload it soon after we get it done. Like I said, I did some experimenting with some other flowers and a little bit of the trim uh, that we had. And the flavor is just not quite what I want. Of course, like I said, I've been getting the stuff from the dispensary, so it's it's hard to compare with stuff like that although the, uh, the oils uh, are going to come in handy when making the butter. And I'm going to do a, uh, an infusion with some wine, so looking forward to doing that as well. More on that coming up. I've got a good batch of uh, stuff to press, so uh, hopefully we'll get good results out of it. Let's get to our first pause for the cause song. This song is unique because J.J. Kale, he plays all the parts on this one song. It's from the album Shades, and it's Mama Don't. Mama Don't. J.J. Kale, pause for the car song, High in Hawaii.
1: Yeah, Mama don't allow no guitar playing right here. Yeah, Mama don't allow no guitar playing right here. I don't care what Mama Don't play My guitar, anyhow. Mama don't allow
2: like no guitar playing right here. Hey, Mama don't allow like no bass in this place. Yeah, Mama don't allow like no bass in this place. I don't care what Mama don't allow. Like. Play my bass, anyhow. Mama don't allow like no bass in this place. playing at the same time
1: mama don't lie it's all playing at the same time i don't care what mama don't lie we're all gonna play all at the same time anyhow mama don't lie it's all playing at the same time
0: shades and mama don't he plays every instrument in there not at the same time (laughs) good stuff (coughs) More jj on the way but not from jj hmm find out how when later wise words wise words we do this every week the greatest teacher failure is it's a quote from Yoda you know Yoda
1: Yoda the greatest teacher failure is
0: I can't do a Yoda boy never really tried one anyway uh, the greatest teacher failure is quote from Yoda he's a little dude on Star Wars, in case you never watched Star Wars, Yoda, he's the wise one. He's like the he's like the Zen master, Yoda. Everybody needs a good Yoda. You know what I mean? Woo <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> man! I tell you what, that stuff today is nice. That tangy wax, woo, so good, so tasty. Those terpenes are beautiful. Learning as I grow. Continue to fight the mold. And uh, that was with the big buds, though. So, and the big girls that were outside. The ones that I have inside, well, they're they're outside now, but that's only because the sun's out. At night, they come in and they stay in the fan where the humidity's low and there's no moisture. Or less moisture than outside. But learning as I grow, um, I do a lot of research, not just online, but also try to learn from other people. Master growers. Master growers are, from what I understand, growers who have had 20 or more successful harvests. It gives you longevity in the game, gives you success, and so on. So that's it. May be more than that. Maybe maybe it's twenty five. I don't know. I'm on like my second successful harvest. Now I know I've harvested a couple of times that I'm not counting because it didn't turn out any good. I mean, yeah. Let's face it. If you're a tomato farmer and your tomatoes don't turn out worth the shit and you can't really eat them, well, then you you, you wasted your time. So I grew some cannabis that was okay, it, but it, the THC level was low. I harvested them too early because the mold came in. This was last year's, or was it the year before? I can't even remember. No, it was, it was the first year I tried before I got the lights, and I was still trying to grow outside and everything. So, yeah, the greatest teacher failure is... but master growers are people that I'd lean on and I only know a few, a handful that I ask, you know, different questions about growing cannabis, how to overcome some challenges. Now in the vodcast, the vodcast, which is the video of the podcast being recorded that we publish on the YouTube channel, you can see the video from which this audio is taken we were at Susie and dan's and i sat down with dan and here's my interview with master grower og dan on high in hawaii patches this is patch's house we're at patch's house today and we're going to make a video and use this audio for the podcast and I know normally we would be token and a lot of smoke would be flying and all that but only today I'm going to be using the packs and my guest or actually I'm his guest at their house the guest with me in the interview is not able to smoke anymore because of oh, COPD COPD yeah. COPD so now I'll introduce you. this is DB Cooper everybody's been wanting to know who the real <laughs> who the real DB Cooper is I have found him he's in Hawaii He did well with that 250 gram that he got. And let me tell you, he's got a lovely bride and they have a place. No, The only problem
2: is I ain't jumping out of no
0: plane. He told me the first time I met him, when I asked him if he was D.B. Cooper, he said, I'm scared of heights. I don't jump out of planes. I said, that's the first thing he'd say if you were really D.B. Cooper. I would never jump out of an airplane. But Dan is a master grower. He's been growing weed for a very long time. He's what we would call an OG, not an original gangster an original grower. If you ever smoked marijuana back in the seventies or the eighties and it came from California, more than likely it came from what they called the Emerald triangle, which is Humboldt, Mendocino and Trinity counties. Did I get that right? That's correct. And you spent quite a few years up there in that area. Thirty, thirty 30 plus. So what was the first year you remember being up there in the seventies? Yeah, well, that's pretty vague. I mean, like, can you narrow it down? Was it seventy two? Was it seventy eight? Oh, oh no, no, no! It's probably about seventy three. Okay, so it was earlier seventies. Yeah, right after Nixon. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And how, how was it at that time? Was there a lot of law coming up there bothering you early on?
2: No. Uh, as a matter of fact, the the pot wasn't really taking off right then. It was uh, it was on the periphery, of, so to speak. You know, still
0: just the hippies.
2: Still just the hippies is and, all. And was.
0: the jazz musicians, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. What do you remember uh, as being your strains back then early on? Did you know strain names? You just grew what you had.
2: You just grew what you had. Okay. Yeah, and then, then you learn from your neighbors. Okay. And your friends, and they'd say, hey, try this, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, you'd try, and, ooh, that's pretty good, you know. Can I get some of those seeds? And, nice. And that's how it
0: all went on. What's one of the first names you can remember of, of a— Indica. Okay. Indica was the first really big— change okay
2: you know when indica came along it was a big change for the uh the growers
0: okay yeah so we know we have uh cannabis ruderalis, cannabis sativa and cannabis indica and we've talked about in the podcast how you know certain areas grow sativa better than indica and some are different but nowadays everything's down to hybrids pretty much it's hard to find original strains and that's why I was wondering if there was like names given to those strains back then that you were growing you guys just grew what you could and made the best you could right, right. i'd ask you early on about your best harvest you said it was about 30 plants
2: Oh, I've had it bigger than that.
0: Oh, it was bigger than that. So what was your best harvest that you remember? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you can tell us, I guess. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I don't know. Probably fifty plants. <laughs> fifty plants. Yeah. yeah. What
0: well, that way out dried.
2: I don't remember anymore. It oh, was okay. it was it was quite a bit, you it was, know. It was, it was the processing that was so hard because Sure. You know, if you don't have a lot of people, it takes days and days and
0: days and it's days. It's like harvesting game. When you go out and hunt game, as soon as you kill it, that's when the work starts. That's when it starts. Same thing with the plant. Once you've exactly. got it, man, you got to get to work. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And and you're on a time schedule, too, you know, of, of you've got so much to do and it's got to be dry and on and on, you know. Yeah. And then the, then the cleaning. The cleaning was always tough because it you couldn't do it by yourself. Right. You had to have help. You had to hire people, you know.
0: Now would that be people that you knew most of the time? Most of the time, yes. Right here, or or somebody that uh, was in the household. Yeah, you got volunteered or you volunteered.
2: <laughs> oh, I made lots of money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What was your worst harvest that you can remember?
2: Oh. Like I, did you
0: ever get wiped out by by the cops and never, yes I did and never get to harvest that year? Or?
2: Well, nothing, nothing substantial. No. Okay. Right. But yeah, You did
0: You didn't get cuffed and taken to jail no, or nothing. No, no. 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 They just come in and.
2: And took what they you robbed. had. They yeah. robbed you, basically. They robbed you. I
0: mean, you, just didn't, you didn't step up there and get in front of them. They took it down to the border and sold it. That's what they did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wherever fine. they took it, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, they took it and sold it. Yeah. Camp, they called it. The California.
2: Camp, yeah.
0: Um, uh associate associate marijuana program uh, eradication I don't know what it was an
2: eradication thing right camp, yeah but
0: uh, you were telling me you guys had like a community patrol like if somebody saw them coming you get on the phone and everybody get into get into action what kind of stuff would you do
2: well we we had little meetings about what we would would do you
0: know mm-hmm. uh about who who ran those meetings Dan <laughs> I you don't had, have to tell me I just teasing decent no, but no it, you were pretty much involved in it. I was involved in yeah. it,
2: yeah, right. And and they would they would set up uh, uh, certain roads that they would block off, and they would block them off by dropping trees mm-hmm. across the road. And uh, at the time, when the cops were coming, they would be in convoys of you know of uh, five, six, eight vehicles with several people in every vehicle, and you know like that. So how do you stop something like that? Stop the road. Right. And they'd get out and they'd go, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have chainsaws, you
0: know. <laughs> no chainsaws. Man.
2: So that was the beginning of helicopters.
0: The helicopters came in then, huh?
2: Yeah, because then they figured out, well, we can't do this anymore. So then they started using helicopters.
0: And then they could spot it from the sky with those special cameras. You know, they get that infrared, whatever, that. But like you said, it stands out pretty good. I mean, because it's got so much chlorophyll in it, those green, it's just kind of glowing.
2: Well, you get a dry field out there, dry grass, and here's this bright green thing, you know. yeah, It's like, oh, there it is.
0: Yeah. Now, a lot of people see on the news that a lot of fires are still burning out there. Of course, you know, from what I'm told, if you just go out and rake the leaves and pick up the twigs, it wouldn't happen. But uh, these forest fires... Are uh, causing lots of problems. Is that affecting anybody you know right now? That's growing not in, in really. California. Yeah, not
2: not really. Uh, the, the the area that I was from, it's so far is, is is the only thing they've got problems with is smoke.
0: Oh, they're still breathing it. They're still breathing in it,
2: and it's really heavy. But uh, they don't have any hot fires right in their area.
0: I wonder if that affects their plants in the outdoors. Because oh,
2: you know, good point.
0: I don't I don't know for sure. As you know they like fresh air they don't yeah. really necessarily want right. co2 right. but
2: right well it happens here yeah. I, I i've seen when we were having the the volcano with the, the the fog the fog it was affecting the plants big time i'll be yeah
0: really? could be something to do with that acid or something
2: oh of course
0: yeah yeah gray mold of course is a big problem here on the mountain i talk about it a lot in the part po- in the podcast what what were some of the kind of problems you had growing, like what were some pests maybe that you had to watch out for? Did you have mold there?
2: I had oh, there you mean and in I'm, California, yeah, yeah, in California, uh, of course. Okay, yeah, right, not not as bad as here, yeah, because the moisture here is such that it's just pervasive, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But uh, there, yeah, there was mold, Still was had a problem. It there, yeah, okay. right.
0: I know some people down in uh, Pahoa Way are having some kind of. <laughs> Beetle or something that's going in, boring into their stocks and ruining okay. their plants. Okay. I've never even heard of nothing like Don't that. Nor have so I. So I hope it doesn't make its way up this way. Right. And I know you don't grow anymore, but uh, it sure is nice to get you to look at my flowers every once in a while and give me a little advice because no. that reinforces what I'm doing. So yeah, I sure appreciate yeah, all the advice right, you've given right. me so far.
2: Well, your plants are looking good. Thank
0: They're me. looking good. I appreciate but, uh, it. I took your advice on that freezing method, some of these oh, that I've yeah. had to cut early. I've just put them straight in the freezer. Right in
2: the freezer. And, that's... and I'm going to
0: press them with my, my press and get the rosin out of them. Yeah. And uh, one project that I'm going to do with this harvest is I'm going to make— a THC infused wine. Oh, interesting! And I was wow. wondering if you might want to be, want to try it with me. <laughs> wow.
2: Most definitely.
0: All right, <laughs> sounds good. Because I know you can't smoke anymore. <laughs> Most definitely. Dan, the man, and his lovely lovely wife Susie are right, we're guests at their house this evening, and that's our interview for high in Hawaii. Thank you. Real high? Are you high? What? No, I'm not high. Enough. You are high as a fucking kite. That boy ain't right. You some bitch. week we played a cut of Seth's from an album I had from a long time ago. This is from his new album, Different Hat, and I've uh, got it ordered. I'm going to have it in soon. This particular cut is a J.J. Kale song, Raising Cain," that never really got off the shelf. J.J. never recorded it. It was just something he had written, but never recorded. And uh, Seth. Is a big fan of J.J.'s. He's got two songs, actually, on the album of J.J.'s. But this one, he had never uh, released, called Raisin' Cane. So, Seth cut it. Great tune. Love it. And, of course, we know J.J.'s smiling down on that. I'm a big fan of J.J. Kale. Always have been. And uh, if you heard the podcast before, before I even knew who J.J. Kale was, I was a fan of his. And maybe you were, too. And you just didn't know it. We'll talk more about J.J. later on, as we typically do get off on uh, tangents about musicians sometimes. Talking can save lives. I believe it. I know it. I'm uh, I'm here to preach it, I guess. (laughs) Now more than ever, it's important to know that you're not alone. We have to help those who feel angry, sad, hurt, frustrated. Those who feel like it was all just a waste of time. One thing that I have learned in the last few months is if you develop your own ways of adapting to different events and situations, you can gain A stronger sense of being able to deal with those challenges, a greater sense of meaning or purpose, and an ability to mentor and support others in similar situations. It's always important to remember that your thoughts are just thoughts. You can change your thoughts. I know that talking can save lives. I'm living proof. 22 veterans take their own life each day. I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want you to be a statistic. So every week, I remind you. It's available to all veterans, their families, and their friends. Even if you're not registered with the VA. Or enrolled in VA healthcare. It doesn't matter. It's still available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every day of the year. Online, you can go to veteranscrisisline.net, get the same information. We put that in the chapter markers. You can text, you can just text help, just text 838. 838- 255 and somebody will text back with you of course you can call the number 800-273-8255 veterans press 1 that's not just the suicide hotline but that gives you access to all this that is available friends family members if you know somebody who's struggling a veteran and you don't know how to help them they can give you the tools They can help you be a better person or a better friend or partner or whatever you are to that veteran. 800-273-8255. It's veteranscrisisline.net and text is at 838-255. 22 veterans every day. And I fear that number's going to rise over the years, although studies from two years ago show that there was a slight decline. So we'll take that as a victory, a slight decline between 2017 and 2019. The data from there to now has not been gathered and finished and whatever, Thank you for checking out the podcast. If you have any questions or if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, several several times things that we talk about are brought up by listeners, uh, p- people that are fans of the podcast. As I pop my pee there on that microphone. <laughs> things I would normally edit out, but not, uh, not when we're laid back like this, right? You can send anything you want to kndmisty.mtn at gmail.com. My Gmail's been really slow lately, but I check it every few days, once a week maybe. kndmisty.mtn at gmail.com. It's there on the transcript. Check out our website, www.hiinhi.com. That's a YouTube channel, Facebook link, Instagram, the support the podcast button. That's basically a tip jar, Uh, and we're grateful for all donations. Thank you. Simple and easy to use. The in button takes you to the podcast swag store. going to be making some new shirts real soon. Hi, in Hawaii shirts. Again, that looks like a LinkedIn button, but it takes you to the swag store where you can find uh, stuff on our bonfire account count there nice nice store very easy to use and i, I highly recommend it highly <laughs> new designs with our new logo on the back actually i think i'm gonna put the logo on the front but those shirts will still be available uh, tank tops and tees and some long sleeves i'm looking to see if they have hoods the uh, uh, hoodie sweatshirts but i'm not sure yet so we'll look and see Lots of different colors to choose from, or as many as I can put on there, many options as I can. It takes a while to design that and get it all processed and ready to go, but uh, I'll get to work on it this weekend sometime. Hi, in Hawaii is a weekly podcast, free and easy to use. Please tell a friend or two. K&D Production from Misty Mountain Studio, copyright 2021. Coming up next week, we're going to talk about some of the new products that i got. I've got this uh, mini hygrometer and thermometer. Uh, This is a 12-pack that I got online. It's working pretty good so far. I put them in the jar, got them in the closet, and uh, also how we're uh, combating botrytis. Botrytis. Botrytis, I think is how you say it. Botrytis? No, it's botrytis. Botrytis. Using plant therapy, a uh, solution in a spray bottle. Botrytis is the gray mold. That's the official name of it. Special thanks to our complimentary sponsors, West Jeans Fuzz Face. you got to get one if you're a guitar player. Order yourself a West Jeans Fuzz Face and get you some chili oils and such. If you're a cook and you like it hot, my son's got some spices, man. It's beyond spice, let me tell you. Chili oils and such. The links are there on your screen. See it? Yeah, just click on that. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Aloha. Y'all come back now, you hear? Happy night, da. That boy ain't right. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey!
1: Smoke weed every day.